0: Hey everyone, today we're going to be talking about buying a business when you have poor credit. I'm David C. Barnett and you're tuned in to Small Business and Making, the podcast, YouTube channel, and blog where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses while controlling risk. So if you're looking to take control of your future through buying a business one day, or if you already own a business and you're looking to grow or exit, you've come to the right place. I talk about interesting things, I talk to interesting people, and I answer your questions every week right here. So be sure to hit like, and be sure to hit subscribe, and let's get to it. Hey everyone, I I got a comment on one of my videos, I'm going to put it up here on the screen. Uh, This is from Chess747, who says, No one is addressing what happens if you have bad credit from a company you previously owned and you want to do seller financing? And he was watching a video that I did uh, a little while ago called "Formula of the Zero Down Buy a Business Deal." And I want to thank you, Chess, for for submitting that question. So, what we're going to be talking about today is what happens if you have bad credit, and I'm going to interpret bad credit as meaning a low credit score. And I'm going to look at uh, Chess's. Uh, situation that he gave the scenario of owning a business and things didn't go well and you ended up closing that business or whatever and maybe there were some some debts outstanding that even if you managed to pay them off uh you know they left some bad marks on your credit report or if you ended up going through bankruptcy we we recently had two different live stream guests that appeared to talk about uh, businesses being in debt and uh, and insolvency so Back on April 3rd, 2023, I had an interview with Kenny Butler, where we talked about um, ways to work out of a really bad high cost debt. Uh, and Kenny gave a lot of examples of merchant cash advance type of debt and, and how people can negotiate with those companies to try to achieve a resolution without ending up going to court, et cetera, if, if you really can't afford to pay them back. And then on June 12th, I had Canadian bankruptcy trustee, Doug Hoyes, come in and talk a little bit about the insolvency process in Canada. But we talked in general a lot about just how small businesses end up getting into trouble. So, so let's talk about this. Um, what, and I'll put, the, I'll put the question back up here. So what Chess is asking is, you know, if you have bad credit because of a, a business background incident, Can you buy a business using owner financing or seller financing or vendor take back? You know, it goes by a lot of different names. So if I'm going to buy a business, typically this is the formula, some kind of down payment. And then maybe I'm borrowing some money from the bank. And then the seller often is asked to finance part of it. So if I've got poor credit scores, I'm probably not going to qualify for that bank financing part which means I could still put a deal together using my own down payment and the seller financing the balance of the deal. That can totally happen. So here are some of the things that I want to sort of give you as a checklist or a to-do list to think about long and hard before you decide to get into such a deal if you have a poor credit score. So number one, um, you know a seller of a business is completely within their power to agree to whatever kind of deal they want okay so if you convince somebody that you're going to give uh you know 30% down 20% down 10% down 0% down and they're going to finance the balance of the deal over time um that's completely up to them to make that decision and i've made other videos about what sellers should be thinking about when they consider seller financing uh maybe we'll put a link to one of those right here can't quite remember one right now, but there was one in the last two years, I'm sure. So. So then you're set, right? Then then you're good. You bought the business. Well, not not quite. So here's one of the issues that many people fail to fully flesh out when they're doing a deal like that. First of all, almost all small businesses are acquired using what's called an asset purchase or an asset sale um, mode of transferring a business. And what is often not included in an asset purchase is all of the different components of operating capital. So this would be cash in the till, money in the bank account. Often receivables and payables don't get transferred over. They just get collected and and paid by the seller. And the buyer kind of starts off uh, from scratch with a clean slate. So if you have bad credit, you need to think about that transition into what your scenario is going to look like on the day you are the new owner of the business, assuming that you were able to make a deal with the seller and they're gonna finance you, okay? So what other circumstances do we need to think about? Well, are you going to have access to other commonly used methods of operating capital financing that small businesses take advantage of? And so probably the most common source of operating capital in a small business is like the owner's personal credit cards, right? And so you'll see this a lot where owners will dip into their own wallet, use their own credit cards, or they'll get a small business credit card, which requires their signature, right? So it, and it reports to their personal credit bureau anyway. And so credit cards are an important short-term liquidity tool for many small businesses, just for everyday purchasing, buying stuff, buying supplies. Um, And so if you're not going to be qualified to get one of those credit cards, you have to have some other kind of plan for those purchases, right? And it may be difficult for you to use some of the tricks that consumers use when they have poor credit. So consumers might be using a prepaid credit card or a secured credit card. Some of those cards uh, show up differently through the payment processing system. And so a card that you might be able to use when you go out for dinner that um, you buy at the, you know, payday loan store and you have to pay a fee to put money onto it. It may work just great at, you know, a, a restaurant, but when you try to use that card with a commercial B2B supplier, uh, they may push back on it. It may, it may not clear their system in the same way. So, so this is one thing you have to be aware of. It's like when you, when you go somewhere and they say you can, you can only use a credit card, not a debit card, for example, on their terminal. So you need to be aware of that. Um, Number two, a lot of the times in the world of small business, suppliers that are going to give your business 30-day terms, for example, payment terms, they're going to require the owner of the business to guarantee that debt and fill in a, in a, a credit app in some cases. So if you know the business has to do $20 or 30000 dollars a month of purchasing from a certain supplier and your customers pay you immediately, that means the suppliers injecting operating capital into your business. And Because your customers pay you right away, under normal circumstances, you would be collecting the money through the month to pay your workers, pay your bills, and then you'd have the money at the end of the month to pay that supplier, right? And so it flows very well. But if you fill in that credit app and they discover that you have a poor credit score, they might decline you, which means that one of a couple of things either they're going to put you on to a a cash on delivery system where you're going to have to make payments every time they deliver. And they, and even those called COD or cash on delivery, they may not actually accept cash. Uh, The delivery person may not, because the delivery person might work for a third party shipping company. Um, They, what they may mean is that you have to have some kind of credit card or they may ask you to make a deposit. So if they know that you're going to buy $20,000 a month worth of stuff, they might ask you to put $10, $12, $15,000 into a security deposit with them in order to make sure that the, the receivable they extend to you is going to be covered. So just like a household, when somebody goes bankrupt or has bad credit, um, you you learn that you can't rely upon the everyday credit allowances that most people just take for granted. What that family ends up having to do is they end up having to live on cash. So someone gets paid, you know, you, you, you have the you know, the jar system or whatever, and you're putting money into each jar, and you go to the grocery store and you've got like your 150 bucks and you got to buy groceries with it. Well, you may have to run the business in the same kind of way, where you actually have to have all the money for the month's expenses up front at the beginning of the month in order to spend that money, cash, to pay your bills as you go. And if you wait to get paid from your customers, it's going to mean that you're going to have to. Overcapitalize the business that you're acquiring. Oftentimes, we hear about businesses being undercapitalized, which is what happens to a lot of people when they get into businesses and they don't fully understand how much money they're going to need and they end up relying too much on these different debt instruments. You're going to have to go out of your way to make a plan for every dollar that's going to be needed in that business on whatever cycle is reasonable, either a two week period, a three week period, a month long period. And so in addition to whatever cash down payment you give to the seller to make your deal, even if it's zero, um, you're going to have to have another pile of money because you're you're probably going to have to self-finance the operating capital requirements of that business. And now the pressure's on even more than before because you can't afford to screw up because if you have a month where you lose money, you may not have enough operating capital for the business to function in month number two so it just it heightens all of the risks in business when you're in this kind of situation and so really if that is your position and you want to buy a business and you've got something in your in your background that's harming your credit then really there's a couple of different things you might try to do in order to work around this um you might try to get some kind of partner right? So you work out some kind of arrangement with someone else who's got a stronger credit profile. You operate the business with them. Maybe you bring the operational strength. They bring the financial background, but then you use that as a, as a bridge or a bandage to be able to qualify yourself for those different credit things that the business is going to need. Um, it's tough. you know. It, it really is tough when uh, uh, it's almost like getting into a fight with an arm time behind your back. Like It's going to give you a disadvantage. And so I would say that if you're seriously considering this, not only you work out the purchase deal, you have to have a plan for the operating capital. And I would say you also want an additional amount of money in reserve somewhere for the time when things go wrong. And so you really have to come at this from a position of financial strength. And if you have poor credit, then obviously you're coming out of a situation where you know, something happened and you're probably not in a position of financial strength. So I often suggest to people who, and I've had plenty of consulting calls over the years where people in this kind of situation have said to me, you know, how do I make this deal work? And my advice at the end of the day has been, you know, get a job, get another job, save up money, pay your bills on time, let your credit score recover and then come at this from a position and strength in a couple of years when the credit score issue is no longer a handicap for you, and you've got more money saved up, and you're in a, in a more powerful financial position to do the deal. So I hope that helps, Chess. Um, thank you very much for the question. I know, you know... Sometimes people have a hard time asking questions along that vein. And, and so I want to thank you very much for putting it out there. If um, if you've been through an experience like this and you have some insight that you can share with people, please, we welcome that in the comments down below. Tell us what happened, what you did, and what the particular challenges were for you if you didn't have access to the normal credit vehicles that that businesses usually take advantage of. And with that, I'll say thank you guys very much. I'll remind everyone that if you're interested in, in buying a business one day, head over to businessbuyeradvantage.com where you can learn all about how I work with people uh, to help them buy a business in a risk controlled way. You know, people buy a business to avoid risk. They buy a business because the customers and the systems and everything are already supposed to be there. But if you do it the wrong way, you can end up with just as much risk that people get into when they start a business from scratch. So if you head over there, there's a short video where I explain the process. I talk about my online training. I talk about my group coaching program and about the one-on-one consulting services that I offer to help people look at and examine deals that they found uh, on buying a business. And with that, I'll say thank you very much and uh, play a couple of messages here from this week's sponsor. And uh, I'll talk to you next time. Special thanks go to today's video sponsor, Mark Willis of Lake Growth Financial. Mark helps people better manage their personal wealth and business finances through the bank on yourself insurance strategy. This is something I've done personally and I've gotten lots of positive feedback from people I've worked with over the years. Go to newbankingsolution.com to find a playlist of all the interviews I've done with Mark and to learn more about the advantages of these programs. While there, sign up to arrange a conversation about what this solution might look like for you. So how can you learn more about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses? Easy, head over to my blog site at davidcbarnett.com. You'll find hundreds of articles and videos all for free. You'll find links to my books and online courses, And you can sign up for my email list and get emails covering topics that interest you and be notified of new videos.